Firstly, can I say how pleased I am to be doing the first service of, of the new year. When, when I originally saw the, um, the, the timetable, um, the programme for the new year, and I saw that I got January the 2nd, I kind of went, oh no, you know. Because what that means is sometime over Christmas, because I don't tend to plan things a lot in advance, I've got to write uh, an exhortation and my presiding, um, and, and I've got to think about that over Christmas. And don't get me wrong, because I, I always love speaking, and, you know, uh, you can... <laughs> so, so that's fine, you know, so, that, so that's fine. Um, but then, um, on, on, on Christmas Eve, uh, an incident uh, with uh, a sledge, uh, a, a, a sort of fairly large bump in the snow and a heavy landing on the base of the spine means that I'm much happier to be standing up this morning rather than sitting down with you. So, that, so, so actually it all works out rather to the good, doesn't it, in, uh, in those circumstances. Um, I am also this morning, I'm going to be talking a little bit about kind of New Year's resolutions. Now, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Lizelle, every year she tries to get me to, to make some kind of major change in my life and I resist it manfully uh, uh, all the time because my experience of New Year's resolutions is that I kind of start uh, with all the best uh, will in the world uh, and it lasts until about January the 2nd. Well, seeing as it's January the 2nd now, um, uh, we can put those out. But I am going to be talking about things that we can resolve to do, and these are not kind of New Year's resolutions uh, as such. Um, that they're, they're something that's a, that's a bit more kind of uh, life-changing, maybe. Um, to start this morning, I want us to sing two songs. Uh, the first, as you can tell by the blank, is not in the books. It will be up on the screen. Uh, and the second, if you want to, is in, is in praise the Lord. The first is, come, now is the time to worship. Here we are, the start of a, a, of a new year, and whilst nothing sort of magical happens between December the 31st and January the 1st, it's a good way to start stuff, is to say that now is the time to worship. Now's the time uh, to serve God. And uh, the second one then takes that sort of general statement almost from the first song of now being the time to worship, and makes it personal. I will worship. I will serve God with all, all my heart. And that's a, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. So um, let's start with, with those two. Come now is the time to worship, and then I will worship. Heavenly Father, thank you for your care through last year. Thank you for your care for us since before the world was created. Thank you that you watch over us that you have a plan and that you are calling to each of us Lord help us to hear your voice help us to hear your voice in the quiet times help us to hear your voice in the clamour and busyness of everyday life help us to hear your voice in our friends Help us to hear your voice in all of the things around us. And Lord, help us to respond in a way that gives glory and honour and praise to you. In Jesus. Amen.
pastoral news. Uh, does anybody have anything? Juan. Oh, right. I'm sorry to hear that. Sil- did, for those, if you didn't hear that, Sylvia's mother died on Monday. Right. And so we're expecting the service to be on the thir- 13th. Right. Gina Lea's funeral is on Wednesday. Right. Do you know what time? No. Okay. Um, if, if there's no, no other things that I've missed, um, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, um, I think, uh, I think death is always difficult for us. Um, it's obviously difficult um, when it's someone close, but it's also difficult when it's people that are kind of on the periphery that we, we know slightly or, or where we know the people involved, but maybe not the person who's died. Um, and I pray particularly... Uh, Lord, that you, you you help us with the right things to say, because for me that that's always the, the hardest part uh, in in these situations. And I pray that you will be with those who are grieving uh, at the moment, that they may feel your arms around them and feel your love, Lord. As the new year starts, too, we pray for all of the activities that we have planned and for our participation in those. And we pray, Lord, that you will um, help us to do things that draw people nearer to you. We, we try here, Lord, to, to do things by, by all sorts of different means and I, I, I think that's right. It's, it's how you say that you, you, you deal with us. But help us, Lord, to be your hands and your mouth uh, and your arms in this world, um, n- not just in organised activities, but with all of the people that we come in contact with. That you may live through us and that we may be salt and light to the world, Lord. Amen. We're going to sing again uh, now. And we're going to sing Faithful God. Um, I think when we, we think about, uh, when we look outwards, when we think about other people's uh, I- I issues and we, we think about them rather than ourselves, um, it's always good to remind ourselves that... Uh, that our relationship with, with God is the basis of all these things, that God is faithful and that through him he is peace to us and we should be peace uh, to others too. Uh, to introduce um, the first bit of what I'm going to say, it sounds ominous, doesn't it, when I say the first bit of what I'm going to say because you, know, you all immediately glance at the clock and go, right, okay, he's got an hour and five minutes. So, uh, um, Becky uh, Brighouse is going to uh, read for us Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. 
And their voice goes out into all the earth, and their voice, their words to the ends of the world. <clears throat> In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless innocent of great transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thanks, Becky. Um, I, I think there's a real kind of enthusiasm and vigour and so on in this, in, in this, in this psalm. Um, uh, Look, look at the way that the psalmist describes the sun here. Like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion. Um, like a champion reduce, rejoicing to run his course. It's like, it's like every morning, you know, there's an enthusiasm for the day to get going. I mean, uh, um, the, uh, the, the, the Greeks and the, and the Romans, I think, you know, kind of believe that uh, it was Apollo, you know, uh, drove his chariot with the sun in, you know, uh, across the skies and then back again the following morning. But, there's this, there's this enthusiasm here. It's somebody you know wants to get on with it and get going, and and it's all part of of, of God speaking to us, calling to to us. Um, when Liz and I did the um, the nativity service, um, I kind of started off in in Hebrews one, and I want to just read uh, you those those same verses again. Uh, at the risk of being boring. Uh, Hebrews 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made all the universe. Um, God just you know, wants to communicate. Um, he calls out to everybody. Um, Romans talks about, look, you know, just look at the world, you know, and, and get a grip. You can see, uh, um, you know, you're absolutely blind if you can't look around you and see that God exists. And um, and time after time, God, God sent the prophets 
and, and people just didn't want to listen. The, the message that they had didn't seem to, uh, to be what they wanted to hear. And so, they, you know, the filter kicked in where uh, people had their own vision of God if they thought that God existed at all, and that was what they saw. And they didn't, they didn't listen. They didn't listen to what, what God was saying. God paints this picture in, um, in Zephaniah, which I know I've, I've spoken about before, and I know other people have. I just love uh, the picture uh, that God paints in, in Zephaniah chapter 3, uh, when he says, um, the Lord, in verse 17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. This is a God who's involved. It's a God who is is reaching out. He's he's trying to put his arms around uh, us and and, and to get us to, to listen. So, um, I said that uh, I was going to talk about resolutions. Here's resolution number one. Listen for God. Hebrews tells us that, that, that God uses all kinds of mechanisms uh, to try to get in touch with us. So, so let's listen for God. How are we going to do that? Well, I think, I think there, is, there are several ways that we can do that. One uh, is to read because um, God's put some stuff here for us that um, he thinks is what we need there's lots of things that God could have written there's lots of things that he could have told the prophets to say there's lots of things that Jesus did um, as John says I suppose that if all the things that Jesus did were written down the world itself wouldn't be big enough to hold all the books and yet what we've got here is a selective statement of stuff from from God. It's it, it's you know it's like um, uh, I, I've I've got a book of world famous speeches somewhere uh, at home, you know, which is which has got things like you know um, uh, we will fight them on the beaches and uh, and on the landing grounds, all the, all these kind of things, and uh, and and JFK and Berlin and um, now you know these people said loads of other things. But somebody, uh, with an eye to, to, to a prophet, I suppose, has decided that they were the best things that those people said and they put all those together in a book. And, and, and in a sense, the Bible is that kind of condensed version of what God is saying. It's the things that God has chosen in order to speak to us. And, and, um, and I think perhaps some of us don't, don't, don't treat that seriously. I'm, um, I, I know that I don't don't probably find as much time as I would like to. Um, things crowd, crowd in, you know. Um, and, and I think that if we're going to make a one way in, in which we can listen to God better is to spend a little bit more time uh, reading what God's got to say to us. How, how else can we listen to God? We can pray. Uh, and you know um, 
Yes, sometimes prayer is just as pouring a whole pile of things off our heart that have uh, that have got to be heavy. But um, true prayer should be a dialogue. We should speak and we should be quiet and we should listen. And thirdly, um, since we we kind of openly talk and the scripture talks about how God has made us his hands, how we are to be salt and light to the world, but also we're supposed to be salt and light to each other. So we should expect from time to time, and I know it's hard when you look around the room, but you know, we should expect that sometimes God will speak to us through our friends. I think also God uses uh, other things too. And I think that um, uh, one of the things that I've become much more aware of over the past few years is how many different things uh, that, that, you know, maybe don't have any religious uh, I'm waving my hands in the air for those on the, who are just listening to this, you know, making inverted comma shapes. Um, how many things that have no religious significance actually um, teach us lessons and, and, and help us to think about, about God when we feel uh, compassion for a character in a story or when we, you know, a film makes us cry or, or something else that actually what is touching us is... Uh, our knowledge of God and, and turning that round and actually positively thinking about what it is about God's characteristics that, 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 that we are in tune with at that time actually I think is, uh, is good for us and is another way of hearing God speak through all kinds of things because I think God finds ways to get at us through, through any means he can. Okay, so that was resolution one. I'm going to come to resolution two now. And resolution two is commit to God. Right. Now, I know most of you sitting there saying, well, I've done that. I, I, I did that, you know. Uh, I'm not going to say how many years ago. Um, some of you fairly recently. Um, some of you a, a long time ago. Uh, yes, yes, that's right. There are even people in the room who did it longer ago than me, so that's okay. Uh, and commitment to God is not a one-off event. It isn't something that we get baptised, we've committed ourselves to God, that's an end of the story because day after day, hour after hour, we're faced with decisions that say, are we fully committed to God? Are, are, are the things that we say that we believe actually influencing our everyday actions Every, every hour, every minute? Or do we conveniently forget about God at some times and go, well, you know, I want to be angry for half an hour, so I'm going to be angry for half an hour, you know, or uh, if you're able to contain it in that kind of way. Uh, and then I'll, I'll think about being nice again afterwards. Or, um, or, or just letting our um, way of thinking sort of run away with itself instead of checking ourselves at that moment and saying, does what I am doing, does what I am thinking, give glory to God? So, um, you know, how are we going to commit ourselves to God? It, it's, it's an hourly, it's a daily, it's a, it's a minute by minute decision to do that. And, and it requires giving God 
some time from our busy lives to do that kind of thing, to having listened to him, to respond to that and, and commit. Now, before we, we share bread and wine, I, I want to play for you uh, a video. And I want you to think about the words of this song and imagine that this is God speaking to you. It's about God's commitment to us, really. It's about God's love for us. I don't think that's what the songwriters thought when they wrote it, but it's what I hear every time that I listen to it. Um, so we were having a we were having a discussion uh, uh, over breakfast. I think it was yesterday. It might have been over dinner the night before. I can't remember. Uh, and uh, and talking about how we disliked um, people sort of emotionally manipulating us. Actually, uh, and. Uh, one or two speakers were mentioned in that regard and, uh, uh, and the, the thought that they had, had kind of you know, play-acted their way, if I can say it in that, in that sense, through some emotions in order to, to try to elicit a response. And I, I'm not quite sure that I know where, where, the, where the borderline here is because I do think that when we sit here our emotions should be touched. And but I think that if that if um, if I deliberately set out to to um, twist uh, and manipulate your emotions, you're not going to like that, and you're going to be a bit fed up with me, and so on. Um, so, so here, here's the health warning. Warning, because I think the song does uh, actually, when you listen to the words, it does touch you uh, in the thought that that is how God. Um, is, is speaking to us. That's how God is searching for us. It's how God is loving us. And um, I'm not trying to apologise for that. I'm just trying to say that's what I think. It, and it should touch us. If you think that this is what God is, is saying, then it should touch you. Um, or, or actually there's something wrong, uh, I think.
go to the ends of the earth for you. There's nothing that I wouldn't do. And that's God who sent his son. But there's also the sense um, that the recipient of the song is, is unsure, uncertain. I know you haven't made your mind up yet. And I think in a sense, we haven't made our mind up. We, you know, we say that we have. We say that we serve God. And yet, uh, our actions tend at times to be ambivalent. We're not, all, you know, we're not always there. And if we were fully committed, you know, if there wasn't this sort of doubt at the back of our minds that kind of said, well, I'm just going to hedge my bet slightly and I'm going to enjoy myself a little bit just in case, you know, actually it isn't true. And I, I mean, I don't know what the things are for each of us as, as individuals that actually are the things that are there, but I'm, I know that all, none of us actually commit ourselves 100%. We, you know, we say, well, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I want to read, read this, but I, I, I'll... Actually, I'd rather watch The Apprentice um, this evening, or I'd rather uh, watch the football, or I'd rather, you know. And there are things that hold us back, and 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 I think for me, the the reason that the song touches me is because it 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 touches at that insecurity in me, and says, you know, it, it, as I see it from God. 
look, I know you, I've always known you, and I love you, and I will put my arms around you, and I will hug you for a million years, because uh, you just don't understand how much I love you. If you understood how much I love you, uh, then, um, you know, the world would be a different place. Uh, I would go to the ends of the earth for you. There's nothing I wouldn't do. Behold, my son. Can I ask Dave Churchill to give a thanks for the bread? Abba Father, it's so good for us to be here today at the beginning of a new year to meet together as brothers and sisters to read your word to worship you Father God we've, we've read from your word this morning that your commands are radiant and that they give light to our eyes and in your son the Lord Jesus you commanded us you asked us to remember him by sharing in his body by sharing bread together as a family and Abba as we take this bread and share it amongst us our prayer is that you would fill us with your light at the beginning of a new year that you would fill us with your power and fill us with your love make us feel your love this morning make us understand just how far and how wide and how deep is your love we thank you Father we thank you Lord Jesus it's in your mighty name that we can communicate with you and with our Father Amen Take, eat, said Jesus. And Trevor's going to give our thanks for the morning. Father, I can see a picture today of you standing there with your arms wide open, reaching out to me, reaching out to us and reminding us of your love and reminding us of the fact that as you stand there you'd do anything for us this is a new year but this is also a new day a new moment, a new choice. And as we remember you, Jesus, I'd like my resolution, our resolution to be to remember each moment that you are there, Lord.
father, brother. Standing there with your arms wide open. Reaching out to me. To us. And telling us continually of your love. Father, thank you for this wine. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Help us make the choice every moment of every day to run towards your arms and feel your love. Amen. cup represents the new covenant, the new agreement between God and us. Uh, we sing again in response to um, uh, having thought uh, about Jesus. I just Because we, we, we're going to move on from thinking about our, our commitment. All this, says Paul at the end of uh, uh, a a discourse about uh, what we're supposed to be doing, really, is from God, who reconciled himself, us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. It's God drawing us in to, to do something and to respond. So what I'd like us to do is to sing uh, Into your hands I commit again All I am for you Lord You hold my world Now this The song is making it personal You know we have this bit God holds the world in his hands You know And, and you see these pictures of a globe And a couple of hands underneath it that's a very different concept from God holding my world in the palm of his hand. That's personal. That's about the things that are happening in my life and my response to God. I am yours forever. The next thing uh, that I'd like uh, to do is to have a look at Matthew chapter 3, which is one of today's readings. Sam Parker's going to read that for us. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt round his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptising, he said to them, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. 
I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptise you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do not, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I don't know whether you've ever thought, actually, about those uh, first few verses there. Here's, here's John the Baptist. Now, first of all, John uh, came from a privileged background. His father was uh, a priest, you know. Um, his life was laid out in front of him. He, he would be a priest, he would work in the temple... And the, the way that it was then, basically you worked one month on and 11 months off. It was a fairly relaxed kind of lifestyle, actually, being, being a priest, because you, you had your functions, you went up to the temple when it was your turn to do the services, and the rest of the time, you know, you were kind of like a wise man in the village. I'm probably oversimplifying it, but you get the point, yeah? And here's, and here's John, uh, in a camel's hair um, clothes with a leather belt round his waist. Um, I think it itched. I, 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 I don't know, but I don't think it was very comfortable. And uh, his, his food was locusts and wild honey. Now, I've heard people say it wasn't really locusts, it was uh, some bush which is called the locust. I, I don't care, actually. Um, it, it was not a varied and uh, imaginative... If he'd been in the temple, he would have been eating meat. You know, uh, he would have been eating pretty well on the times when he was up there because that was, you know, it all got shared round and I think the priests did all right out of it. They, they, they were a privileged class. And he's out here um, in the desert. It's hot during the day. It's cold at night. Um, and frankly, it's pretty, it's red. You know, the, 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 there's hardly any vegetation to break it up. I've been there, I know what it looks like, and it wouldn't be my first choice holiday destination. Right? So, and this is what um, Johnny's doing. But, this is, this is what, what Isaiah said. He's a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Now, there are a lot of jobs in, in the world that you would say, um, I don't know why anybody's doing that. 
It's not needed. You know, um, government seems to set up a lot of them. Uh, uh, they get people off the dole, uh, you know, work experience. Uh, when I was out in, um, in South Africa, for example, because what they want to do is employ people, if you go to a set of um, uh, roadworks uh, anywhere in the middle of nowhere, they don't have traffic lights to tell you when to go and when to stop. They have a gang of little people who wave you on. It takes about six people to get you round a set of traffic, uh, a set of roadworks the length of this building. Uh, because, you know, somebody stops you at one end, somebody calls the traffic on at the other, they, they have somebody in the middle to talk to each other and then somebody to tell them what to do. It's, it, it's, it's all jobs that don't need to do. Okay. Um, prepare the way for the Lord. What kind of a job description is that? Make straight paths for him. Now, we are talking about the God who created the universe here and we're suggesting that he needs a bulldozer or a steamroller to create a path in front of him. I don't think so. But actually, that's what God says he wants us to do. I'm coming. Make the way easy. Clear the stones out of the way. Show people which direction they need to go in. That's all I'm asking you to do. Ah. The bit I read from 2 Corinthians before about God having committed to us the ministry of reconciliation, a few verses before that, um, he, he said, uh, it's for the sake of God. If, if we're in our right mind, it's for you. For Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. Um, because God sent Jesus, things have changed. And he, want, he wants us to change. But, but what, what I want to focus in on there is that one word, um, it says Christ's love compels us. See, Greek's very precise as a language. There are lots of words that he could have chosen there. And we have shades of meaning in English, but actually we're pretty sloppy in our use of language and often we don't see the things. See, it could have said, Christ's love impels us. Impels would have been fine, wouldn't it? What's the difference between impels and compels? So you're all looking blank, yeah? I blame the education system. Hands up, teachers. Now, um, it is. See, impel, impel is a push. You get an impulse. You press it. You push it. It goes off. That, that's impel. Compel is the, the, the start of the word means together. It means we push together. Christ's love pushes us together. We and Christ push to, to make things different. That's, so we, we're not doing it on our own making straight paths for the Lord. So, we talked about resolution one. Listen for God because God is calling out. We talked about resolution two. Commit 
to God. You know, make your mind up and keep making your mind up that that's what you want to do. So my resolution three, and I've only got three, so sigh of relief around the room, is commit to others. Because that's what having the Ministry of Reconciliation means. It's about putting ourselves in a position where we are God's voice. We are God's hands. We are God's arms around other people to bring them to God. When we close the meeting, I'm going to play that video for you again by way of um, closing voluntary. But what I want you to do this time, having heard God sing it to you, is imagine yourself singing it to others. I want you to look at it from a different point of view. I want to look at it as someone who is committing, having listened to God, is committed to God, and is committing yourself to others. Our two closing songs... um, bring on uh, that sense of commitment. The first of those is Here I Am, Wholly Available. So, um, uh, it's voicing our commitment to serve God. And and the second is kind of um, thinking about why we're doing that really, which is Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, to his feet thy tribute bring. So it's still about service. But there's that beautiful line. I, I love, you know, there are, there are odd lines, aren't there, in hymns that you love? I lo- love this. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Who like we, his praise should sing. Because that's what God has done. And it demands a response. And that's, and that's, and we know that. I'm not, Nothing that I've said this morning is new, and you know that, and I know that. But we we need to get ourselves, uh, you know, every week, every day, back on track. And uh, and so I hope you can join me in in singing these, even if you 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 still haven't quite made your mind up yet, even if you're only ninety percent committed. That here I am, wholly available. As for me, I will serve the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace, your widely flowing mercy. We thank you that you are always there, there to help, to encourage, to love. And we pray, Lord, that you will work with us You will work with our doubts and fears. You will work with the storms that rage in our lives at times. That you will walk with us along the highway of regret until we realise that your love is sufficient for everything. Forever. And Lord, we pray that we will have the strength and courage 
to let you take us in your arms and hug us. Lord, we pray. I was going to say, be with us. But Lord, you are with us. Lord, I pray that you will open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and our minds that we can think and see that you are Lord of everything. Help us, Lord, to give our lives to you and to commit ourselves anew every week, every day, every hour in response to your love.